All right. Well, let's get uh, a reset on the hour, and then we will uh, jump right in and get started on another hour. So uh, uh, let me uh, let me push this button here. Welcome to the Geocache Talk Network's eighth annual podcast of hope. Once again, we are raising funds for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Our goal is to raise $13,000, and we can only do that with your help. To help us reach our goal, please visit the website, podcastofhope.com, and donate. Now, let's join our hosts of the Geocache Talk Network's Podcast of Hope. We have on Shannon Goldberg. Shannon, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's incredible to be here. I love listening in. Love what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be great. Um, we've got um, so many uh, good questions for you, I think. And uh, and we're looking forward to, to hearing from you. Uh, I do want to give a quick uh, update on how we are currently doing. So let me bring up the screen. So we are at... 2,719, uh, working our way toward uh, our goal of 13,000. So um, I know that um, this particular hour, which just flipped over about a minute ago, we're going to start seeing uh, folks here, then they're starting to come in. So uh, one thing we do, Shannon, is um, we give we have giveaways uh, during the uh, various hours. So some people will split their donations into the different eight hours that we do. And so now you're starting to see uh, people give uh, their, their hour number four uh, gift. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's kind of fun to, to do that. So uh, anyway, but um, yeah, so um, I guess let's just start kind of tell people uh, who you are and uh, what, what you're, what you're doing at St. Jude. Absolutely. So I am kind of newish, but not new to the St. Jude mission. Um, I was hired about seven months ago as the head of entertainment and influence at St. Jude. So I get a I get to have a pretty fun job. So I get to work with all of our top talent, um, all of our top celebrities, as well as influencers and creators. And I also oversee the Play Live team, which delves into gaming. And Yay. it really uh, is, it's so much fun at the end of the day. But the one thing that I personally never lose sight of is the mission. Um, the interesting thing is that I actually spent almost the last 20 years in the beauty industry, um, yep. working for several brands and just really loving it. But there was always this sort of hole in my heart. I wanted to do something mission driven for a really long time. Um, but to tie it all together, my sister, Jamie, was actually a patient at St. Jude almost 30 years ago. Um, she was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's disease when she was 16 years old. And mm -hmm. it was one of those situations where she had symptoms for a long time and no one could really put their finger on it. And um, according to my parents, they took her to the doctor. Um, she was told she had about a 10% chance of living. And the very next day, she was on a plane to St. Jude where she was given a very clear treatment plan. She was given hope. And within a year and a half, they were able to save her life. And she's been in remission ever since. And Wonderful. just, yeah, I mean, such an incredible story. And then to top it off, um, you know, something they don't tell you as a younger girl is that you may have fertility issues later on. So mm -hmm. having children for her was not easy. Um, there were several miscarriages. And I know 
you know, there, were, there was nothing easy about that. Um, she had one embryo left and she was able to have that baby boy and oh, she named wow. him Jude. So we do have oh, our, our awesome. at home. Yeah. And it's, um, it's just, it's incredible. And it's, it's amazing to see her thrive and, um, you know, just being able to work so closely to the mission. It, it's something that now as a parent myself, I just cannot imagine what my parent my, what my parents were going through at the time. And I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the ongoing research and the work that St. Jude does. Yeah, that, that is awesome. Yeah. So, um, we have, and I, I need to mention to, to what we're, we're giving away this hour, but, um, we, we have sort of a connection. This is kind of how we got started. Um, you know, we were wanting to do something charitable. Uh, this was eight years ago and I asked Jesse, Jesse's my co-host. He's over here That's me. and uh, there he is. And um, Jesse suge suggested uh, St. Jude. So uh, I guess tell Shannon what your, what your, what your tie is to St. Jude. Yeah. So um, it's not as close as yours, but um, my wife is a nurse and many, many years ago we lived in Memphis and she was fortunate enough to get to work at St. Jude. And she worked, uh, she was working, not cancer, but sickle cell. And, you know, Growing up in Memphis, everybody knows about St. Jude and everybody knows about St. Jude around the world, too. But I don't think I had any idea like a lot of places you hear the phrase like it's changing lives and things like that. And mm -hmm. it's not hyperbole when you're talking about St. Jude. It's it's one of those things that just literally, you know, just like your life, you know, your life was absolutely impacted by that and your sister. And it's doing that every day. And it's when we started thinking about what charity can we do, you know, charities are hard and, you know, I don't want to go down a negative road with it, but charities are hard. You, you want to put money towards the right place. And there's so many charities out there that there's, there's this or that about them, or they don't use their money right. Or, you know, there's always that question out there and um, having, I, I've been to St. Jude and, you know, she worked there and knowing what I know about St. Jude, it was, it was unquestionable that St. Jude uses their money. Absolutely. Right. Not just yep. the mission they do, but, you know, they're not, they don't have CEOs out there wasting money. They don't have controversies. They use the money. And because um, I'm a suspicious person by nature, retired law enforcement, you know, I think everybody's guilty of everything. And after talking to my wife, she was like, yes, I understand, but you need to know these things. And we have been supportive of St. Jude ever since. Um, you know, yep. we were against it before, but now I'm wholehearted. Everything, every bit of charity we get goes towards St. Jude personally. And um, mm -hmm. I have never, there's many good charities out there. So I'm not bashing the other charities, but it was impossible for us once we started supporting St. Jude. Yeah, we could stop. And as this podcast to ever go, now we're going to go to another charity. There's no way. No. There's never no. enough money. There's never enough resources that, you know, St. Jude needs everything they get. And how do you walk away from that at that point? So, we're several years later, and there's no way we're switching away from St. Jude. No. And, you know, seeing it firsthand, you see it firsthand, obviously, more than we do. And we used to live there, seeing it firsthand, it absolutely opens your eyes to, you know, I don't have problems like some people have problems. And people that have problems, you know, they, they have, you have something going on like that in your family, and nothing else matters at that point. And St. Jude comes in and just, it's amazing what they do. And it's, you know, yeah. we, we'll talk about it later too, but I mean, it's such a, it's not what people think. And, and you may be able to share more of that too. People think sadness and it's just not the case. That is just not the case. And they use their money hundred percent. Well, you cannot argue with the mission. 
and they make it a happy mission. And I just, yep. I can't say enough good about St. Jude. I just never, never will we be able to do enough to help out. No, no. Yeah, that is, that is incredible to hear. And just, just to echo on that, I, you know, I don't remember much when my sister was sick, but I remember there were very poignant moments. And I remember visiting her at the hospital for the first time. And as a child, I think every child is just, you know, naturally afraid of hospitals and doctors. Um, you're not sure what to expect. I, I too thought it was going to be a sad and awful place. And I remember walking in and just being so confused <laughs> and just sort of looking all around me, where am I? Because I remember there were kids laughing. There were kids um, creating art. I remember there was someone in on that day who was making balloon animals for the children. And it was so confusing because it was the antithesis of what you think a hospital should be. And to this day, um, last week, one of my coworkers and I was, we were grabbing coffee in the hospital and it's, you know, it's just one of those places where you remember kids are kids at the end of the day, even when they're sick. And yeah. this patient, so sweet, was just, you know, walking with her dad down the hospital halls. And she had from Monsters, Inc., the Sully costume on. Yeah. And she with her little bald head. And I was like, oh my gosh, Sully the monster. And she quickly put on her little hat. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And they don't want to be seen as cancer. They want to be seen as the children that they are. And they, you know, we try so hard to make their lives feel normal. And um, I think honestly, the best thing is people don't realize this, you know, when you, this is according to my mother, but she, she told me the day that she found out my sister was sick. She, and I hear this from every parent at St. Jude is that you feel like your world is over in that moment. Um, yeah. Your world is crashing and there's no hope and you panic, you hit the panic button. And when you go there, when you walk into St. Jude, you don't realize this, but the only job for you moving forward is to just be there for your child, to hold yeah. them, to love on them. You don't have to pay a single bill. That's the first thing that people go to is like, oh my goodness, I have a mortgage. I have to pay for a car. I have to pay for my family. How the heck am I going to pay for cancer and chemo treatment yeah. right now? Um, so that I think just to remove that burden off the top and just to give parents that sigh of relief there's really no other charity like that. Um, it truly is one of a kind. Yeah, that is incredible. Um, let me, uh, so I, I'll, I'll mention real fast. So, cause I got, uh, I want, I'm going to play uh, one video and, and get your comment on that. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about play live as this, as the hour goes on, cause it's been a tremendous uh, benefit for, for us as we've been doing, um, this podcast or uh, for for St. Jude, this podcast of hope. Uh, again, I want to mention, um, I saw Sean in the, the chat room, but he's giving away a shirt every hour. So thank you again, Art and Crafted. You guys are amazing. Um, thanks for being there for us, being friends of us. And um, that's good. Uh, the last hour we had, I forgot to mention, was the Smashing Pennies with, uh, but we got jumped in with Brian, but we're giving that uh, Smashing Pennies away. Uh, four o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock, ten o'clock, uh, Central Time, and then uh, we also have um, we, we have a shirt that we're going to give away. Uh, last hour, I forgot to mention was I've got an extra Play Live shirt, so that's kind of funny. I got one of those, so going to be giving that away um, to a lucky winner. And uh, we've got a our first of the Geocache Talk uh, Network Coin giveaways. Um, that one 
is one of every coin. This was uh, uh, donated by Albedo 0.39. He won this and then mailed it back to me and said, please give that away uh, during uh, Podcast to Hope. So thank you, my friend, for doing that. And, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, and then, so let me, let me play this one, uh, little video and we'll talk about the, uh, the videos and, uh, a little bit, uh, also about, I'll play live in, in a minute, but let me play this one first. So Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, a brain tumor. St. Jude is helping us put away our fears. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. He has the best chance here. I don't have to worry that how much is that bag of fluid going to cost me? Can I afford it to save my child's life? The donations, they're paying for me to live every day with my son. And they're paying for me to live every day stress-free and enjoy every day with him. I wish there was a word bigger than thank you more close to the heart because I think he's not enough. They've given me hope. They've given me my son. You guys. <laughs> so there's a reason there's Kleenex on every single floor in our office. No matter what conference your room room you're in, or no matter where you get off on any elevator in the building, there's a box of Kleenex. And those videos never get old. There's always tears. That is very normal where I am. Yeah. Well, one of the things. Um... Now, I want to talk about the, the 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 resources that you guys have been able to provide have, have been tremendous for us. Um, but speaking of that, the, the interesting thing was, and you mentioned this before too, but um, Jesse likes to mention when Christy was working there, a couple things that always come to my mind, which is one, the kids are in charge, so <laughs> yeah. they get to run the place, so that's wonderful. But um, there's this aspect that's got to be tough, which is, you know, there's, there's plenty of, 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 you know, hard times ahead kind of thing that you're going to go through. But from the, the staff, you know, you know, Jesse, you talk about all the time of the fact that they're going to make this, you know, a building, uh, you know, as happy as, as possible. So. Mm -hmm. Well, it's such a stark contrast. Like obviously we watch these videos, right. And they're, they're getting information out and everything else. And our first instinct is because we're, we're human, right? We see children and you see children that are sick. And first thing you want to do is break down and cry, but that's such a stark contrast to what the actual on-site environment is. And, uh, I, you know, I would totally tell the story wrong. My wife told me she was many, many years ago. She worked there, but they used to ride tricycles through the hallways. And, you know, that my wife had worked in like ER and worked in all these high stress environments where she's there. And, you know, her question was kind of like, what happens if, you know, you know, a child runs into me with a, cause they're used to like carrying stuff around. I'm not a nurse, so I can't tell you what nurses do. Right. But it's sort of like, what, what if I run into a kid on the bicycle or on the tricycle? And they're like, well, you shouldn't have been in their way. 
It was one of those. <laughs> you have to. This is a different environment. This is not a sterile hospital environment. This, I mean, yeah. you know, it is. But <laughs> that you're creating this environment that's such a contrast to the sadness that we all know surrounds these things in the families. But the only way you can do it, and it's the, it's the perfect tagline for what they've done. But it, it's hope. You're providing hope to these families. It just it's hard for us on the outside to realize. Because unless you've been there personally, but the the transformation that's happening there and, and and just the way you set it up. And I know we talk about like Kleenex and we could all go through a box of Kleenex. We sit here and watch YouTube videos for for an hour. But at the same time, you see the smiles and every one of those videos, you see the kids smiling. They're going through it. They're they're making it, you know, and it, um, I think one of the interesting things that because I, I talk about St. Jude all the time. I tell everybody about it. And one of the interesting things in, in our in our culture and society nowadays, we're, we're so jaded for so many things, but like people think of hospitals and they think, well, hospitals have all the money in the world, right? Because they, they think of all these hospitals. So they don't quite understand why it's so necessary for St. Jude to raise money all the time. Some of them understand that they're paying for these bills, but can you, cause that's kind of your wheelhouse there. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? I don't think people really believe when they hear I don't pay a dime for this. I think what I try to imagine is this, and I know this was true for my family, but it's true for every family. Um, if you do not live in Memphis and if you have to take a plane, you, you have no idea how long you're going to be at the hospital with your child. Um, you have no idea how, what the diagnosis is, um, what the treatment plan is going to look like. You have no idea. So imagine packing your bag that night. You're not sure what to bring. You don't know how many clothes you need. To, the, the, whole, the whole thing that you would need to run your child's life. You pretty much just show up. And if you can imagine, it's all of the meals, the transportation, the, the sleeping arrangements, the everything if your child is there for an extended amount of time, education, notebooks, toys, pajamas, everything that your child would need to live a normal daily life is completely taken care of. So when we wow. say a family doesn't pay a bill, it's so much more than that. It's everything that that family needs to just exist for however long that means, if you can imagine. Right. Um, I think, you know, if, if we're parents on this call, you know how much goes into your family every single week, everything that your family needs. Right. That worry and that burden is completely taken off their chest. If you, it, it, it's just, it is such an amazing gift and it's so much more than any of us could ever know. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Even for somebody, if they happen to be in Memphis, right? It's all over the world. They're, they're changing lives all over the world. And, yeah. and we know that's part of the global mission. They're trying to change, you know, the statistics of, of survival all over the world. But even, even if somebody happened to live in Memphis, I mean, it's people don't have unlimited time. You know, every time you have to take off work, every time you have to drive down there, you know, employers can be great, but the amount of care that it takes for a sick child and the amount of times they have to come in and check in and people can't just quit their jobs, right? They have to provide for the rest of the family too. And, you know, that there's, and I don't even know the statistics, but I know if, you know, we've looked it up before, but like the recovery space, I don't know the official hospital term, right? But that's expanded so much over the years. And you think first thing you jump to is, well, they're just building more beds 
And then you realize when you look into the data, it's because you didn't need them at first because there, right. there weren't these people, these kids weren't surviving. Mm. And then, you know, <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But you know, you're totally right. they are, and that's why they need these beds. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we've opened our doors to the world. <laughs> so people right. are coming from all over right. the place at this point. And yeah. that's what it's about is making sure that we're not turning families away, that we are giving hope them hope and also a bed to sleep in when they do show up. So it is, it's, and it's, the hardest part is we always say like the best thing in the world is if, you know, we didn't have to do this anymore, but the sad truth is cancer is going to keep on showing up. It's always going to keep popping up yeah. in children. Yeah. And for that reason, like we will be the first people there to help these families. No, that's great. Yeah. Oh, um, so we did, we did pass 3000. So we just uh, nice. want to make an update on that. So that is uh, wonderful. Keep, uh, keep going everyone. Um, you know, um, s something that I, I wanted to mention real quick and cause we got some other things we want to talk about, but one of the things that has been so great, um, is over the past few years, um, even something as simple as this, this screen. Um, so Shannon, when we first started, uh, we had a whiteboard and we would update the whiteboard, uh, manually. And then we would we would race it. And we'd hold it up to the screen and go, "Look, we raised uh, four hundred dollars," you know. And uh, that's that was that was our uh, technology back when we first started. And so over over the over the years, um, you know, obviously it's been so much better. And the fact that um, we have access to these wonderful videos to show people, you know, and um, that has been, uh, you know, a, a tremendous bonus to, to the, to our podcast. And, um, you know, Jillian has been, uh, I saw her in the comments earlier, but, um, she's been a tremendous, uh, resource and, and help. There she is. She mentioned you, you she said, and the best. <laughs> I love myself. my Jilly Willie. Yeah. Best. yeah. What do you call her? What, what, what Jilly Willie? <laughs> I call her Jilly Willie. Willie. My pet name for her. She's my girl. Okay. She's, she's I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna use that in the future. So Jilly so Jilly will let know. No, um, we had an event in Memphis this past year, and I asked Jillian. I said, or Jilly Willie. I asked her. I said, <laughs> can you, uh, <laughs> I we asked, well, like, could you? Uh, I mean, could somebody from St. Jude come and and speak at at, at our Cash Fest uh, event? And, you know, thinking, you know, we could get, uh, you know, one of the staff and she goes, how about a patient family? It's like, mm -hmm. they win. They're, yeah. they're number they one. Yeah. They win. <laughs> you, you, they, they, they're, you know, sorry, staff at St. Jude, y'all are wonderful, but a patient family is going to win. <laughs> you know, they, totally. they trump all the rest of them in, in the, in the yeah. card game of, of, uh, appearances. Yeah. So we, you know, having a, a, a mom and her, her daughter there was just, and I'm trying to keep it together because I'm introducing them to speak. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it was, you know, you know, it, it, you know, five, 10 minutes, you know, it wasn't, we didn't, we didn't want to take up all their time, but just the fact they came to the event and, you know, got to speak and, you know, it's just, um, I think the heart of all of, all of our team is that, 
we're just trying to give the girl something, anything like here's a, I mean, uh, you know, we were giving her swag cause we have a lot of swag at our events and it's just, um, you know, it's it just kind of our heart. That's like, get this girl some coins, get her some stuff, you know? <laughs> so we, we put together some bags uh, of stuff, you know, to give to the, to that family. But you know, that's just, um, you know, the St. Jude has been really, uh, really uh, a, a great organization from so many aspects of it. But, you know, the fact that they're willing to help us to help you guys, uh, you know, and to help raise money, you know, y- y'all's, um, you know, resources that have been provided to us has been, has really been helpful. And being part of uh, the Play Live, kind of funny because, you know, mostly gamers and, and which is wonderful. But we kind of, I guess we're sort of like the ugly duckling. We don't do 401k or, uh, or 5k runs and, and stuff like that. We're a podcast. So when they first said to us, Oh, we're going to put you on the play live group. It's like, really? But then when you first, when you stop thinking about it, it's like, Oh, well, they're online gaming. We're sort of online yakking. So I guess, you know, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes it fits. Sense. It does fit so. in our own way. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get to show the play live. Uh, and I got, you know, we get stuff. So it's been, it's been wonderful. So, but yeah, uh, I've been, uh, model, uh, bogarting the time, Emily, I didn't get a chance to let you kind of, kind of say something too. Well, so it was, it was so touching to hear that family words, the mom yeah. speaking of her experience and then her daughter singing the no more chemo song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not a dry eye. It was, it was moving. Yeah. Emily's part of our team. She lives up in Oregon. So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, thanks Emily for being on with us today. And, um, we appreciate you and all of our team. Um, John has stepped out. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be a part of this fundraiser. You know, I think a lot of people will see a St. Jude ad (laughs) multiple times this time of year, many, um, checkouts. Would you like to round up? to St. Jude's Um, and to get this deep into it, to know the mission, to know that we're making a small change, but a worthwhile, not a small donation, but a very worthwhile donation. And nonetheless, um, I'm so happy to be a part of Podcast for Hope fundraising. Oh, I appreciate that. So Shannon, I know you're part of the, the fundraising part too, and I, it's already been brought up in the chat room. So it, you're probably a good one to talk about this, obviously, but um, it's not just that St. Jude, you know, pays for the bills for the family and helps them get there and helps transportation, and everything else. You know, nowadays we know too, but uh, many places doing research, then sell mm-hmm. that research off. And I don't mm-hmm. think it gets touched on enough what St. Jude does. Can you, I know it's a different department and everything else, but as you know, can you kind of touch on how St. Jude does it very, very differently? I can't. So a lot of people who I work with don't even know this piece about me. Um, my niece was actually diagnosed with a very rare form of brain cancer about five years ago. So we have a lot of cancer in our family. Um, she was diagnosed. And I know we talked about this earlier is that not every uh, not not all parents can drop their jobs, especially if they have high demand careers to come to St. Jude. So 
oftentimes what happens is a family cannot travel to St. Jude. But one thing that we do is we do share our protocols and we do share our research. So that that is one piece is that we give it freely. We share it freely with other hospitals. And same situation as my, my sister is that my niece has now been in remission for a few years. Um, they were able to su successfully remove the tumor. And that was thanks to the St. Jude research and protocol. So amazing story there too. Um, but to go back to my sister is this, this was really cool is a few months ago, she was actually here staying at my house, um, and returning back to the hospital because she is a part of their ongoing research. Um, right. so the one thing I really love about what we do is we are constantly learning and improving and, and making ourselves better. And if you go back 30 years ago, things like mental health weren't talked about, um, fertility, as we touched on right. earlier. Um, right. dealing with teenagers because oftentimes there's only a few teenagers around and there's a ton of babies and toddlers around. And how do you make sure the teenagers have a safe place to go to where they can feel like teenagers? Um, those are all changes that are taking place now. And it's all due to the research. We're always getting better. We're always improving our protocols and we're always making our, safe, our, our place a safe space for any child at any age. Um, so there's just there's so much to learn. And I just, I think it's incredible that these patients in remission continue to show up so we can improve our medicine and our treatments for children in the future. Yeah, that, that was something that Scott mentions, the fact that the research part is not emphasized enough. They're curing cancers worldwide. And that is very true. I mean, um, that, that, is, that is amazing. The fact that, you know, and we've you know, a couple of us have been able to, to meet someone who was like, Oh, I was at St. Jude 20 years ago. And it's like, wow. I mean, and you're here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, which is a, which is such a wonderful thing about St. Jude is the fact that you've got almost, you've got former patients. You're, you're growing this, this, vast amount of former patients, which is the, you know, such a tremendous thing to even think about the fact that, you know, you, you know, people don't show up and it's like, you know, uh, well, you know, cause back when it first started, you know, it, it had to have been tough. I mean, early on with 20% survival, I mean, mm -hmm. oh, it had to have been, you know, and now, you know, so many of these, um, uh, you know, um, there, there's one that, uh, one of the videos, and we're not gonna be able to show all the videos tonight, but one of them, uh, when they, when the, when St. Jude started, it was 4% for that particular type of cancer. It's now up to 94% for Amazing. that, that specific one, 4% to 94%, you know, is just, Wow, it's, it's mind blowing. It really is. It's just yeah, amazing. That doesn't even make sense, right? Like it's hard <laughs> to wrap your mind around somebody yeah. doing that kind of work. It really doesn't. And right. you see stats like that, and you just it's it's just so unbelievable. You how can you not be one hundred percent behind people doing that kind of research, right? I mean, you you can't. Right. Um, so here's a question for you, and um. It, the reason why I'll explain why I'm asking this question, but I want, and I'll tell you what the question is first, and I'll explain why I'm asking the question. I want to know what it's like to work at St. Jude. And the reason why I'm asking that question is my wife is a nurse. She's worked, she's been fortunate enough to work many places, but she still to this day 
you know, a lot of people will talk about a job and they're saying, I worked here, I, you know, I did this. So they'll talk about what they did. She still to this day says that she is extremely grateful that she had the opportunity. Like she feels like she got more out of working at St. Jude than she could have ever provided. It was the, she's extremely grateful that she had the opportunity to work for St. Jude. And I've never heard her, not that she bad mouths or other employers, right? But she still talks about the time that she got to work there. And she still would have worked there if we didn't, we moved out of that part of the country. But um, she, I just, the way she talks about St. Jude, I've never heard her describe anything else that way. Just having the opportunity to be an employee there. And I don't think people, people think of jobs, but most people's jobs don't accomplish the things that where you get to work, right? They don't, they don't, they're not transformational, not changing the world. How do you feel about working at St. Jude? So I will tell you this, coming from the beauty industry in New York City, spending almost two decades, I remember the first time I interviewed at St. Jude and they put you through like this eight hour process. You get to meet everybody and spend time with all of the important people that you're going to be working with. And I kept asking if people really behaved this way, if these people were really being themselves. <laughs> I, I could not wrap my head around how genuinely kind everybody was. And it's just something that I personally wasn't used to. So what I will tell you this, fast forward the seven, over seven months that I've been here, um, we really operate as a family. We feel our feelings pretty hardcore. A lot of us have really high I, you know, EQs and, and tap into how others are feeling. We all have really, really big hearts. Um, but the thing, I, I will be vulnerable and I will be very honest for a moment. Um, I would say the hardest part of working at St. Jude is that you never feel like you're doing enough. And sometimes mm -hmm. it can wear you out because you know what's at stake. And in my past life, it was very much about getting the newest product to, to be launched and watching the sales grow. And um, right. not that it's about vanity, but, you know, you get to make people feel good <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. But there's, oh, absolutely. Nothing, yeah, there's nothing quite like working at St. Jude because you know what you're dealing with and you know what happens if you don't raise the money. And these are children's lives at stake. Um, yeah. And I think a piece of me, if I could trade in my job and be a nurse or a doctor, I would in a second because I wish I could somehow be more hands-on, but I, I still know that what I'm doing is good. And it is extremely important to generate awareness and educate people about what we do and how we do it. Um, I know that is just as important, but I would say that we all sort of suffer on that level of, you know, I wish we could do more. And yeah, um, yeah that's a constant for all of us. Yeah, but, you know, not everybody can be that. And as she described it, there's so many geniuses that work there. She's never been around that many smart people ever. Um, <laughs> and you kind of, you know, you say you want to be more hands on, but I, I think you, you definitely can't downplay the part, and I, I've known other people because she worked. I've known other people that worked both in your department, her department. You cannot ever downplay the part that you're doing, obviously. And I know it's got to be hard. You know, obviously, you believe 100 percent in what you're doing, but you're you're out. You're still out trying to raise money, right? And trying to help other people raise money, and that's that's a hard job. That really is. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's got to be rewarding, I guess. But you know, it's not all it's not all glitz and glamour. You're you're really out there and. St. Jude cannot operate without ALSAC. It just, it's impossible. 
Right, right. And you can exhaust yourself because it never somehow feels like enough. And I think that is the common sentiment that we all share as well as we are yeah. so tired. I have never worked this hard in my life and I've worked for a lot <laughs> of important people, but I have never in my life been this busy. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's common amongst other charities, but I will tell you here, people put in People, people who work at St. Jude are those A-plus students, the one who strive for like over and beyond. They're not happy with 100%. It's like 120%. It's go, mm -hmm. go, go. And we're all sort of like birds of a feather in that way. Yeah. But pastor of our church, he, he uh, I don't know if he coined it or I, I'd never heard it before, but he the quote he loves to say is, the world is run by tired people. <laughs> Gosh, is that true? I mean, it makes sense because I mean the, yeah. the people working, the people that are working the hardest, that are tired, they're the ones getting, getting the world, you know, getting things like this, you know, they're the ones making the difference, you know, they're they're the ones, uh, you know, curing cancer or raising money to cure cancer, and you know, on and on. So, uh, you know, that's. Um, it's amazing. Um, kind of, I want to, if I, I want to sidestep to something else. I know uh, you had made a, uh, a comment uh, that I found and I wanted you to comment on your comment because I found it to be uh, interesting. And I, I, I wanted you to really kind of dive or dive deeper into this. But the quote is uh, in the years ahead, an estimated 89% of the funds necessary to sustain and grow St. Jude must be raised by ALSAC from, and that's the, I'll let you just, just, you know, describe that to everyone who's listening and watching, uh, must be raised by ALSAC from generous donors. Uh, so f uh, learn, learn more about why you should support our mission and, and our unique operating model. So um, why is it that you feel like that that the I mean it's a great majority eighty nine percent of the funds necessary will need to be uh, raised um, through that is what what kind of led to that comment or that that statement? I would say the the idea there is we mm -hmm. have a lot of work to do and right. because because we're going global, I mean, that it, that means we're opening up our doors to the world. And we're also, again, sharing our research with hospitals around the world. We are, this is a global movement. Right. We are the number one profit in the world. Yeah. And I, I know I touched on this before, but cancer does not seem to be going away, whether it's showing up due to our food, environmental, the, down to the cosmetics that we're wearing. I know there was a lot of work done in my field where we're paying attention to the ingredients that are going into our body and trying to be more mindful of them. It right. seems cancer is becoming more and more prevalent. And I don't know if that's because we're all connected on social media and you hear the news and, or maybe we just know more, but it just seems right. like it, it's nonstop. And I'm so proud of the statistics that you shared earlier where you were comparing 4% to the almost 94% yeah. that are here. Like that's crazy when you think about it. And we yeah. still have so much work to do because we're always hearing about these rare cancers. Um, I talked about my niece. She was one of two children ever to have this type of mm. brain tumor. Oh, and wow. there was a 50, 50 chance that she was going to make it when they removed the tumor or she was going to, 
pass right. away right then and there. there a 50-50 chance and that doctor saved her life due to right. a safe protocol. Like that is mind blowing. So mm -hmm. when you think about all the stuff that we don't know and all the cancers that are going to show up, it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of new medicine. It takes a lot of trial and error, a lot of trial and error of new medicine. So yeah. when you think about it like that and you think about the work that we're doing just here in Memphis, and when you think about expanding that to the world, you can understand the trajectory of how much more work we have to do and how yeah. many funds we actually have to raise to get there. Yeah, you know that's something we uh, was uh, was the video that we we were able to use, and that's the other thing was just the brand uh, that we get to you know be be we can go into the portal and 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 be able to show some of these videos. But one of the ones that really stuck out from from last year that we we showed, which was you know we're at four out of five, uh, you know in the U.S. But like you mentioned, the world. I mean, opening up to the world. Um, you know, the, 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 the statistic for most of the world is one out of five, you know, they're still in the 20% range in many countries because, um, they just don't have the, the resources and the, uh, you know, the equipment, the, you know, all the, all the things that are needed, uh, the treatments. Um, and so for St. Jude to sort of tackle the, you know, tackle cancer around the world is it is, you know, it's a big step, but it is, um, you know, the, right the fact that it is. Oh, and the fact that St. Right Jude is tackling that is it really motivates us to continue to do what we're doing as far as raising what we can, you know, and, and be a right. part of it. Well, I mean, and it's I mean, not just the imagine? money. It's, it's this message, you know, making mm -hmm. sure yeah. everyone knows this isn't just an ask for money. This is money yeah. doing good things, not yeah. just in Memphis, Tennessee, but around the country, around the world. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's that same video. And the line that got me out of that video was, um, and mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but the line that got me out of that video and that, that tells me that this this global move is, is the absolute right thing to do, as they said, many other things, but they said it's now the number one predictor of if a child will survive cancer is where they're born. Mm. That's yeah. Because if you're born here and you have access to St. Jude, I mean, that's, you can't tell me that St. Jude's not changing the world and they're, they're moving into that global. And obviously that's going to take more money. You're sharing research everywhere else and you're having to share that. But um, when you could just as easily, sell that information, right? You can sell the cure for cancer for any amount of money. And St. Right. Jude's not doing it. They're giving right. this out and sharing it. And they don't have to care about the other the rest of the world. They could be just curing cancer here, right? For our kids and be like, okay, that's good enough for us. They're not, they're, they're continuing to do it, knowing that every time they expand that, that makes it harder to do their job. Your job just gets harder every day. Right. You have to raise more money. You have to get yeah. people to raise more money because cancer's not like a checkbox. It's not a one thing cure all. It's not like, okay, we're done. We have no, let's find a new job to do next year. There's always going to be something else. There's always going to be more. If you cure one, you have to cure another and you have to cure another. And yeah. it's just going to keep growing. It's not, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You're kind of a, a victim of your own success. You do good. You have to do more good. You have to continue mm -hmm. to do more good and, that's just, how do you change 
Like St. Jude literally changed the world. They just changed the statistic for the world. That's crazy to even think about. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is when you put it like that. And it's it's interesting because when you work there, it's so easy to just get lost in your job and in your own world. Um, I would say this work is 80% of our lives or sometimes more. And I love I love being here with all of you because even just these moments together are reminding me of how important this work is and to not get wrapped up in the silly stuff because this mission is just so much more important than anything that any of us will ever go through, God forbid. You know, none of us yeah. will have to go through this with our own children and families, but truly it's it's just been such a good reminder. And I, I felt blessed at the end of the day to be a part of such an incredible mission. Yep. And I'm so grateful to, to you guys too and your supporters. It's incredible what you're doing. I, I think it'd be because some people have never seen it. It's, it's not very long. Let me go ahead and play it because I think it's, it really is important uh, and hopefully it will really drive home for all of our listeners and, and viewers. So let me play this. Cancer is not fair. We need to fight harder. We need to understand better. We need to take steps forward. It is so heartbreaking to see the parents, how they react. But unfortunately, sometimes you have to say no. A lot of these children, they have dreams. I want to give these children a fighting chance. The doctors would tell us, you know, when patients hear about this, they don't come back anymore. They just wait for the disease to take over. We just accept it, let it happen. St. Jude was founded in the 1960s with a goal that no child should die in the dawn of life. And that means any child suffering today of cancer is our responsibility. At St. Jude, we don't care who cures cancer, we just need to advance the cure. Our mission is local and global. This is what we're all called to do, to address the suffering of the precious children and their families on a global scale. Real victories are those that protect human lives. You should be the hope for any child across the globe. We all exist here on this planet to benefit others. If we have the ability to help, then we have a responsibility to help. I think it's the kind of place that stands as a beacon for pediatric cancer. St. Jude is bold to try and bump cure rates all around the world. Unbelievable courage to tackle the impossible. These are the kind of discoveries that you want the world to have. This is the movement. We could save more lives. St. Jude, you're saving so many children. This is the effort. So we want to reach out to more children and cure more. Transform the landscape of pediatric cancer care across the globe. Help humanity at large. Every child with cancer should be cured. Our work's not done. 
every child should be able to live a long, healthy life. And we will not stop until we cure all these children. You're doing something good, not only for the patients, but for the world. When Danny Thomas said, not child should die, he was thinking about kids all over the world. that we were able to, to see in the show. Um, they have, St. Jude does such a good job of, of spreading the information out there too. It's, they're just giving the facts and th that speaks for themselves, right? They're not, obviously it pulls at your heartstrings because it's children, but they're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to guilt people into anything. They're not doing all this stuff that you see a lot. Of, they do a good job of just, Hey, they're giving the facts and it's, it's, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, and that it's so wild because I've I've seen all of these videos before and I still get chills <laughs> every single time. I I can't even explain it, but it it does something to me every time I see it, and it yeah. it's true. Um, how do you and it, how do you get the message out without pulling out the heartstrings? It's it's childhood cancer, and there really is nothing nothing like it. Mm -mm. No. Oh. So one of the, the hard things is to, and you know, obviously St. Jude cannot do everything. Um, and Catherine says, uh, St. Jude as truly wonderful as it is, does not have infinite capacity. Wonder what determines who has the opportunity to go to St. Jude. And if, if you can speak to this, I know a lot of that has to do with what research is being conducted, but can you kind of say, how does St. Jude go through that process? Cause they obviously they won't help everybody in the world, but that's impossible. Yeah. So, this is really interesting and i i did not know this until i joined saint jude myself um we cannot take every child what we do do and this was new knowledge to me is we take the children who every other doctor is unable to save we take mm -hmm. children who don't have a hopeful outcome that do have stage four cancer um, where everyone also sort of told them there's nothing else that we can do. And when I asked my parents about that, after learning that um, that's when I understood, yeah, my sister had a 10% chance of living. There, there was no hope. Every other doctor where we grew up in Ohio told her no, that there was nothing that they could do for her. Um, so knowing that we, we take, the families that are hopeless, that are told by everyone else that there's nothing that they can do. And that that makes it even more meaningful. And when you hear our statistics, it it's more than just the stage one, stage two. It's the stage four who are told there, mm -hmm. there is no hope. Um, and I don't think everyone realizes that. Right. That is, that's a tremendous. Thank you. It's hard to even wrap your head around. It really is. Right. Yeah, um, it really is. Whew. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give, give a, I mean, um, so like we do this every year and we're trying to, and we have a small piece, right? We, we, 
we're not a global audience. We're, we're very small in comparison to many other things, but outside of like this, how do you, how do you recommend to people? Cause you talk to people all the time. How do you recommend to just average people like us? How do we spread the word? How do we let people know about this? I mean, we're doing what we can on the podcast, but you know, we're not a network of TV shows. How, how do we spread the word? How do we let people know to go and research more and find out more to realize how good St. Jude is? Yeah. Well, one kudos to everything that you're doing. I've done a lot of podcasts in my life and you guys are very buttoned up, especially with all of the videos and the, I mean, long way since your whiteboard days. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. That you just have a goal to begin with. Um, But what I would say is that a lot of times people say, I'm going to give to St. Jude because it's the holiday season or it's childhood cancer awareness month or, Oh, it's the marathon, the walk run. Yeah. Um, one thing that I try to do, and of course I have a dog in in the fight, right? Um, I told you about my niece. I told you about my sister. Mm -hmm. I work for St. Jude. Yeah. The best thing that you can do is talk about us all of the time, just not during the holidays or or in September for when it makes sense. It's sort of like, Hey, bring us up whenever you can, because this problem is not going to go away and children just don't have cancer on Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's all the time. So I think when you think about it like that, that this isn't a seasonal or fashionable thing that we're dealing with. This is an all the time constant thing that we're dealing with. Um, The best thing that anyone can do who has a megaphone or a voice or a community is to just continue to talk about it. It's in those quiet moments that often you end up raising the most money when you're not lost in the sauce and a bunch of noise over the holiday season. Sure. So it's incredible, but you know what you're doing now, but I would just say when, when you think of us, um, talk about us. It's the best yeah. thing you can do. You, you know, it's something there's, uh, we have, we have chance now. I don't know if we may have a chance in one of the other hours, but, um, there's a video that you, you guys again provided. It was wonderful, but it's, um, uh, a fellow who, um, loves, his motorcycle and he loves mm-hmm. riding around on his motorcycle. So he, and he, and he loves St. Jude. So he created a, uh, a ride, uh, mm-hmm. from Illinois down to, to Memphis, uh, to, and raise money during that ride down. Uh, and so, you know, those kind of things, I think if we all sort of have people that do, that have their sphere of influence, whatever it happens to be, um, you know, you're, you play golf locally with, with little, you know, with, with your, with your buddies, you know, mm-hmm. it just takes a little bit of time, contact St. Jude, you know, set up a charity tournament. And, and, and even if you raise, you know, two or 3000, I mean, it all's going to add up. I mean, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, I tell the, you know, I told the story uh, earlier um, before, you know, during this lead up to the eighth annual podcast hope, which is, the, you know, the story I'm sure many people know, uh, which is, the, you know, the starfish story, the, the whole, the mm-hmm. story of the, you know, yeah. um, person who says, well, there's, there's thousands of starfish on the, the beach. You're not, you, you're not going to do this. And the, the little girl reaches down, grabs a fish, throw starfish, throws in the, Ocean says, I made a difference for that one. So, you know. Well, I think I love that. That's, that's great. And I think I like what you said too, because um the the last hour of our podcast, um, and I know we're gonna run out of time here, but the last hour of our podcast, we've been doing this for a few years, and there's a group of people that have been listening, 
and some guys that guys and gals that have been listening and Articrafted is is involved with it too. But they took it to to even to the micro level. They um, they started kind of a campaign that goes with this, and we're they're going to donate towards the end of this. But it's called Coins for Kids. So the game we're talking about, and our audience is geocaching, right? You go out, you do a scavenger hunt, you find things. Well, a lot of times you find, and it's little bitty inconsequential amounts of coins change in these things that are hidden out in the woods stuff, right? So they started a campaign saying that, like, basically nothing's too small. Pick up these coins, save it up all year, and we're going to donate it. We're going to donate. Mm-hmm. And they, they've got shirts, and it, it's caught on, and more people are catching on, and they, they're doing it on social media. And and even the little bitty bits. Yeah, there's there's Emily right there. <laughs> but uh, <even laughs> Yeah, little- I got $3 in Memphis. <laughs> $3 <laughs> in awesome. Memphis was good to coins for kids. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's, you know, when you're spreading it out there, people think, well, I can't make a big difference. But the more you spread it, even if it's small amounts, like the guys that are doing that are coming on, they've been totaling that up all year. They've been saving up their change all year. And every little bit. Yeah. Coins for kids. It just makes sense. But I think it's pretty clever. But um, that is awesome. That is so good. We keep spreading from there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. much, it just makes sense. And that's but, not us, right? We didn't do that. Me, everything I collected yeah. this year. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. incredible. It's that a starfish. Amazing. It really, I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's it's that whole idea. And like you said, they started with, and they, well, that's the 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 last hour. And we're gonna mm-hmm. hopefully be able to take us over the over the top to thirteen thousand for this year. But you know that that's it sounds crazy, but that little thing has grown and that's the thing about it is that yeah people are you know find a quarter in a geocache and they'll swap out a you know we tend to trade swag for whatever we find in the geocache so you take the quarter you throw like a path tag in or something and what happened though um is that people started to hear about it. Like you're, you know, like Shannon, you're talking about how just getting the word out. So people would, would then go through their house and gather up all their coins and they would go, they would go to one of Neil or Jason or some of these other people and they go, here's a bag of coins, you know, and then all of a sudden they're getting bags and bags of coins. They take them in and it's like, well, there's a hundred dollars right there or more, you know? And it's like, well, now you're starting to see, you know, a, a little bit more, you know, you know, that's, yeah. you know, a few more starfish. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, it's, it can feel discouraging at times when you know how much things cost. So it's thousands of dollars yeah. to get through chemotherapy and your average person says, I can't do that, but I will tell you about where your money goes. Just so everyone knows, um, our children, we, we want them to feel like children, right? So no child is rolling around in a wheelchair. That's why we have red wagons all around our campus. We never want them to yep. feel different. Um, a wagon is a hundred dollar donation. Um, a no more chemo party. You were talking about the no more chemo song that costs $25. But then even if you don't have that, do not feel bad because we talked about this earlier. These, these families are showing up with nothing. So let's talk about a baby. Let's talk about 
diapers, wipes, pacifiers, bottles, those things cost a few dollars, $10, yeah. $15. So even though at this micro level, just a couple of dollars, the, the, the change that you're talking about right now, it does add up and it still contributes to the things that these families do not have in this moment. So understand that even a few dollars, like it's still going towards something because remember these families have nothing in these moments and we are providing everything for them. Yep. Mm. No, yeah. that's incredible. Um, so let me bring in uh, we, our guest for the 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, our good friend Doug. So there's there he is. Hey, buddy. Hello, Hello folks. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, you can say hi to Shannon. She's um, our St. Jude guest for this year. So. We appreciate that. Uh, I have a particular connection, uh, not necessarily deeply with uh, St. Jude's, but uh, my daughter-in-law is a chief resident at Boston Children's. And right. for some odd reason, at the age of 14, she decided two things in life. One, she was going to marry my son, and, <laughs> and she was going to become a pediatric oncologist. And uh, I don't know oh, why wow. she was at the age of 14, but <laughs> she was... Well on her way there. Uh, she is uh, doing great things at Boston Children's, and I just commend all of you that can have that kind of heart for the uh, mm. kids of this world. No, you, that's, that's incredible. Awesome. Good for her and good for you. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, um, we're, the, the time has gone, is fleeted, and it's been uh, great having you on, Shannon, and uh, uh, you gave me a, a new name for for uh <laughs> so so jilly if you're still on unfortunately you're you're now jilly from now on but no um uh, thank you so much yeah, thank for you. being with us um it has yeah. been uh just wonderful having you uh as a guest and um you know we uh, we just again uh it has been um just uh a privilege for us to be involved. I mean, it really is. And, um, whatever we can do. So we'll keep doing it. Oh, well, thank we'll, you for we'll having me. It. it was so lovely to meet you all. Hopefully we get thank to do this again yeah. soon. And just keep using your voice, your power, your megaphone, your connections. And we just so appreciate everything that you're doing. So good luck tonight. Thank <laughs> you. And, yeah. Well, and have fun. We're well, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've got we got some great guests coming up. Um, not, not Doug, but we got other great guests coming. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, Doug. I'm kidding. Uh, good thing I know him, so he can he take a joke. But anyway, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll 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 t I'll let you know. I'll send you a note and let you know how we came out tonight. So okay, wonderful. Good luck. Oh, Have we can tell you ahead of time. We're going to get thirteen thousand dollars. There you go. I, there, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. You're right. That's, that's the goal tonight. We're going to, and we're going to raise, uh, raise that. So, um, 